Hi, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> um, before I start talking, let me pray. And Father God, I just ask that you enter into this space, that you say everything that you need to say, Father God, that you take away any fear or doubt that I have in my mind about how I'm going to deliver this message. Father God, I, I ask that you take away any sense of self-doubt and in low self-worth, Father God, I ask that you step in and you be my confidence right now, Father God. I ask that you come boldly and you you stand firm in this message, Father God. I ask that you increase my spirit and that you do what is necessary, Father God. I ask that you open the hearts and the minds of everybody that's on the receiving end of this, Father God. I ask that I speak only what it is that you want me to speak and that I close my mouth of anything that you do not want me to say, Father God. Give me self-discipline and self-control in this, Father God. I ask that you take away and, and remove every spirit that is not of you so that your filter can be clear and clean as as you, your word comes through me, Father God. I am just a vessel, so I ask that I just get rid of me and just be that vessel right now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Give me grace and mercy, God. Grace and mercy. Um, take away the spirit of offense as well. So I want to come on here. I wanted to come on here and really talk to you guys about something that I'm learning, right? And I'm just going to get to a real plan. When to love people from the parking lot, okay? And if you're already thinking about loving people from the parking lot, it's time to love them from the parking lot, right? So this has really been something that God has been trying to get to me for months and it's kind of frustrating because I'm sitting right here wondering why is why did it why is it taking me so long to get this? You know, I feel like I keep coming to this moment where I have this clarity about the situation, but somehow, some way, I keep falling back into it. And what God is doing, He's doing a complete work. He's doing He God is a God is a God of completion, right? So when He's giving you revelation and He's making you understand some things and He's rewiring your brain and He's making you rethink about some things, it's because it connects to something else for sure. Because um a woman that I would know that I know said, don't think about where you fell. Think about where you tripped up. And she's like, basically think about whatever it is that the enemy said to you to make you even start going down that path. Cause that's when you'll start to see your, your, your temptations, that same little lie that the enemy feeds to you over and over again. You have to start being able to depict that and catch it as it's happening and you have to learn how to debunk that you have to learn how to stop falling for that you have to learn how to turn away from that you have to learn how to submit to the lord in those areas so the enemy can flee from you you have to learn how to overcome that so you're not tripping and falling over the same old stuff but this is what i was doing and I know I had a I had a conversation with this woman who told me at the church who told me, girl, you don't know how many times and I'm still falling for certain stuff. So that kind of made me feel better knowing that, look, I'm not the only one falling over the same old stuff. I'm not the only one. But I told God today, I'm like, I want off. I want off. I want out of this. I want out of it. I want to be done with it. I do not want to deal with this no more. I'm tired of it. And the, the reason why I want to name this when to learn people, love people from the parking lot is because there is this 
misconception. I'm going to speak from my, my point of view. I was raised and I talked to you guys about my family. You know, <clears throat> I've let, I've let y'all in on certain things, but I was raised by, um, parents who taught me to put myself in other people's shoes. Now that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing because they taught me that it's better to understand than to be understood, right? It's better for you to understand other people. So that's not a bad thing. But on the other hand, it taught me, the enemy perverted it to teach me that put yourself in other people's shoes. And when you can do that, you can understand that, you know, they do stuff for their own reasons and you can forgive them, but you also got to take them back. You also got to take them back. You have to deal with the fact that, you know, they didn't know what they was doing and everything like that because you put yourself in your their shoes and you see what kind of hard knock life that they got. So you got to somehow keep dealing with them, even though they're doing toxic stuff towards you because you see that they don't have it like that. And it was to the point that my parent would tell me that I was selfish and I was self-centered when I would say, you know what? I don't feel like I owe it to nobody to do this. Or I, I don't, you know, I don't want to be their friend no more. I don't want to hang around them. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. She would say, you're self-centered. Forgive them. Build your relationship back together. You should be hanging back with them, even though these people were doing toxic things to me. You, and so, Ashley, you know that they going through this and they going through that. So just, 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 just forget about it. Just let it be. Just, just let them do it. Cause you know, they, they got a hard life and okay. Okay. And me, me forgiving them. I never knew that me forgiving them was saying, you know what? I actually do want, even though they hurt me, I want the best for them. It's not hard for me. Cause I'm not. A malicious person, it's not hard for me to say, you know what, I, I, I want the best for somebody. After I get out of my defense, because I don't feel it immediately, but after I get out of being defensive and after I get out of my emotions and myself, I can see, you know what, there was a time that I hurt somebody or there was a time where I was doing stuff ignorantly, right? And I would want somebody to forgive me. I wouldn't want nobody to be upset with me. And not only that, I don't want to not forgive them because I don't want to have no malice in my heart. My forgiveness is not for them. It's for me. I don't want to have no malice in my heart. I don't want this to live rent free in my head. So I'll forgive them, but I don't want to deal with them again. And that does not mean that I don't forgive them. That just means that I'm washing my hands with it. I don't deserve it. I don't want it. Not only was I taught that with friends, I was taught that with family. Family members, close family members, siblings who would treat me all types of ways. And I had parents telling me that, well, that's, you know, that's your brother. That's your sister. You have to allow them to to do this and do that. But y'all sisters at the end of the day, y'all brothers at the end of the day. So y'all got to get along. Y'all got to hang out. Y'all got to have a relationship. I was not taught that, you know what, if it's toxic, if it's toxic and they're hurting you with the same stuff over and over again, 
You keep expressing yourself. They don't want to hear you. They don't want to leave it alone. Leave it alone. You know, my, my dad would tell us separate. He would tell us separate, take y'all time, go to a corner. But then after a while, he was like, y'all got to get over it. Y'all need to talk to each other. You know, stuff like that. I never thought that it was okay for me to love a family member from the parking lot. And I'm going to be, I'm, I can't make a generalization of all black families because I don't know all black families. That would be ignorant of me. But with a lot of black families that I know, from people in the church to, to secular people who are outside of the faith, who are teaching that family is everything. It don't matter what my family do. I'm going to be there. It's certain, I'm going to be honest. There are certain people who can get that from you, right? Not saying every time somebody offends somebody and you feel a certain type of way, oh, I never want to deal with you again. If that person comes to you and apologizes to you, let's bring it to scripture. When, when God, ta- when they talk about conflict, conflict resolution, he says, present, present your offense to, to the offender. You don't, you are not to bring nobody to court before you've presented them with the offense. I've had that happen to me before you tell them what's wrong. Don't go around talking to everybody else about it. God says, don't gossip. If you haven't talked to that person that you're talking about, about it, you don't need to talk about it to nobody. So present it to them. But you are always to forgive. We are always to forgive. And if and if they don't understand and take it, take it to um, take, take it to outside people, take take it to some people that you trust, some people who have a good sense of right and wrong and let them just let them just rightly. You know, do, do you can do that. Bring bring some outside people in who could probably mediate. Right. And if that don't work, bring in a church. Right. But what do you do if all that don't work? What if you what do you what do you do? What do you do when you talk to them about it and they don't listen to you? Yeah, yeah, they 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 want to argue with you. They want war. They want strife. What do you do? You keep trying. What what do you do? So God says to pre- present present the your offense to the offender. Let them know what they what they did wrong to you. But if they don't they don't want to apologize. How can you, you know, reconciliation, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Reconciliation is rebuilding the the relationship. Y'all, I Google and I'm being so honest. And this is why I feel like a lot of us, including myself, has been confused up until this point what forgiveness is because people are attaching forgiveness and reconciliation as if they're acronym, as if they're, they're synonyms. As if, as if they're ir, ir, irreversible, you know, like as, as if they can be used to say the same things. They do not mean the same things. They don't mean the same things. 
Forgiveness is, you know, offering grace to somebody. I forgive you. I still love you. Reconciliation is rebuilding a relationship, going back to, to the way that things were, or rebuilding a relationship that's healthy for the for both of you. But I can forgive somebody and not reconcile. I can forgive somebody and 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 because they have not came to me and they have not apologized, they have took no accountability. They've gaslighted me. They've done all of that. Why would I go back into having a relationship with them? I'm a fool going back to my own vomit. And this is what God said to me. You going back to your old, you going back to the same old vomit every time. Every time I deliver you from it, for some reason you're confused about what when I want you to reconcile and when I just want you to forgive. And I'll be honest, that has been a thing for me. Where I've been asking God, God, I don't know when to forgive and when to reconcile. I know to forgive at all times, but when do I reconcile? When do I walk away from people? When is enough enough? We're taught, especially as Christians, that enough is never enough. Some some churches are enough is never enough. They're teaching you just got to put up with these toxic people. You know, you, you got to endure. You got to you got to suffer. But God wants all good things. So why would he want toxic relationships for you? I really need somebody like uh, riddle like. Come on, make sense to that for me. Why would he want toxic relationships for me if he wants all good things for me? Why would a good a good why would a good relationship be a toxic one? And that's what was really confusing to me. Why would a good relationship be a toxic one? Now God has showed me this this repeated Theory, because once you get to know God in the Bible, you really just get to see repeated characteristics of him. You just really start to see repeated theories and you get to associate that with God. I see him doing the same things over and over and over again. This is a character of God. A character of God is that he will bring opposing people and use them as instruments to put you in position. He does not bring them for you to befriend them. He allows people to test you and, and, and irritate you and do all of that for your growth. He does not do that for you to bend in fear. For you to be fearful, for you to back down. God says in every situation that happens, he says, stand firm. You stand firm. So I've been asking God to give me stubborn faith. I need stubborn faith. I need faith that I don't care what nobody says. I know this to be true. Sometimes God allows people to, 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 he allows the enemy to tear you up. He allows the enemy to do that for you to learn. It's always a learning lesson. That's, that's a characteristic of God. When has he ever did anything and did not want his people to learn? more about him, the truth about him. He will allow you to your own devices. You want to keep stepping in that water, go ahead. But, and, and a lot of it is from ignorance. See, I did not know that 
uh, that forgiveness and reconciliation were not ir- ir- interchangeable. There's the word. Thank you, God. Interchangeable. I did not know that they were not interchangeable. Those are two separate words. Those are two separate concepts. And one does not always precede the other. Reconciliation does not always come after forgiveness. Forgiveness is all around the board, period. He said you are to love and forgive one another. That's in the prayer. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You do not have a have to have a relationship with everybody. In fact, God said that if you are in good standing with man, you are not in good standing with him. He came to separate. So why is it that we keep teaching that if you're not, if you separate from somebody, you're obviously not doing your job. You're not doing what you're supposed to as a Christian. God separates. He's the the author of beginning and endings. He will allow some stuff in your life for a time. But if you continue to hold on to it, you will miss out. And you will start, you will really start to misunderstand God. Cause this is what I was doing. I was misunderstanding him. I felt like God, why would you want me to keep continuing with these toxic relationships? Why is it not okay for me to let go? Why is it not okay for me to, to, um, walk away from them? And what the enemy kept saying to me is pride. That's a lie from the pits of hell. It's not prideful. And this is something that I was taught by my parents. It's not prideful. It is not prideful for you to walk away. It is not prideful for you to know your worth in God. Why would God say all of these good things about you and then place you and keep you with people who attack you, who gaslight you, who disrespect? Why would he do that? Why would he hold you at such this, such this, this statue, stature, and then... Say that I want you to, <laughs> I want you to stick around with them. Not only do I want you to do that, I want you to change them. Because when we do that, we set ourselves up with hopes that we can change these people. We actually advocate and we, we, we are a crutch. We become a crutch and an enabler of people to do this bad behavior And I'm not saying you have to make a point, right? But you got to stand. That's not okay with me. I love you. I I really do. And I care for you. But I have to move in a way that represents my worth. And that's not prideful. That's just believing the truth about who God said you are. You are worth good things. My pride is not in me. You know what? My pride is not in me because I make mistakes. I mess up all the time. I mess up. So my pride is not me saying, oh, I'm prideful is me saying I'm better than somebody. My and, and looking down on somebody, the definition of being prideful is to is to hold yourself to a stand, standard you should not. Thinking that you're better than you ought to. I don't think I'm no better than nothing, but guess what? I know I am who God said I am. I may not be operating in the fullness of it right now, but I know I am who God said I am. 
I know I will receive the things that God said. So my, my pride is in what God said. My strength is in what God said. That's not what God said about me. Uh-uh, uh, you know, accepting toxic relationships, that ain't what God said. That ain't what he said about me. That's not my portion. And that's the truth of it all. That's not my portion. That's not what God said about me. When he told me the type of friends I'm going to have and stuff like that, that's, that, that, ain't, that ain't what he described at all. The friends that he described in, in, in the Bible, what, are, are people who carry the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm still working on it, still being pruned for some stuff. So even right now, I might not be for other people who are. People might look at me where I am right now and say, you know, she's toxic for me. People who are in different spaces and you know what? That's okay. I'm not, I may not be where they are and that's okay. Their worth is in the Lord. If God said that their relationship, the, 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 the relationship that they gave them, does not consist of where I am right now. Love me from the parking lot. You keep growing, sis. You keep growing, sis. Love me from the parking lot. And that's okay because I'm still growing. I recognize that. But as I'm growing, I'm loving other people from the parking lot. I'm not in that space. You deserve good things. And not to expect you from everybody. And I mean... Let me say this because we like to talk about how, you know, Paul went and dealt with the Gentiles and, you know, the Gentiles was indifferent. But guess what? God gave Paul that assignment. How, how Christ died for us. You know what? Jesus was Jesus. You ain't Jesus. You ain't Jesus. If Jesus, and, and I said this to, uh, to my friend earlier. I said this and we're talking about boundaries. This also goes with boundaries and boundaries go with a sense of self-worth. I was talking to my friend earlier. I told her, I said, you know what the funny thing is, is that we're taught to that love is being in good standing with man all the time, right? We're not taught that love is still love even when you don't like me. I still love you, but you don't, you ain't gotta, I don't, you ain't gotta like me. You don't got to like me, but I still love you. You know, Jesus loved everybody. But did everybody like Jesus? No. No. But did that mean Jesus was prideful, selfish, self-centered? No. Jesus loved them. He was God himself. He is love himself. He is love himself. God says, Jesus says some things. And I say God said because God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are a trinity. Jesus says some things that offended people. He was straight up. He flipped tables. He did all of this stuff. But yet we as Christians, when we are not buddy, buddy with everybody in the church and we're just like, I got to love that person, love that person from the parking lot. You got people coming up to you saying, I just think y'all should resolve it. And I think y'all should just be friends again. I think, I think not. I think not. It's enough for me to love them from a, from the parking lot. That's enough. That's enough. And when God, if, and when God sees fit, for us to rebuild, but it has to be healthy. It has to be. I don't want no more chaotic, um, toxic relationships. I don't want it. I'd rather be alone.
I don't want it. Family, friends, that goes for whoever, I don't want it. That's not what God said about me. And I'm going to get what God said about me. I'm going to receive it. I still got things I need to work on, but I'm going to receive it. It's humility. Come on. It's humility. The fear of the Lord is humility and you can see it by his fruits. So if people can't humble themselves towards one another. God told us to humble ourselves. If we can't humble ourselves towards one another, humbling ourselves is is acknowledging that I make mistakes. and, And if I made a mistake, I'm sorry. For the offense that I caused you, I'm sorry. For my wrongdoing, I'm sorry. That's humbling. Me accepting that I make mistakes. Not only to God, but to outsiders, to other people. I make mistakes. And if if you're dealing with somebody who won't humble themselves, that's a fruit of the spirit right right there. Okay, you, you know, all right. I see where you are. That's fine. That's fine, but that's not what I want. Humbling is the, the fear of the Lord. So how can we grow if you can't even humble yourself? I think this has I think this is capped right here. It's capped right here. And I can't make you humble yourself either. So I love you from the parking lot and I pray that God continues to work on you just like He's continuing to work on me. I'm in a different space. I'm in a different space. I'm still allowing, learning how to allow God to humble me because I went out of myself and I'm humbling yourself is, I mean, um, pride is also false humility. I never knew this. Pride is also false humility. Acting like something is okay when you, when it's not, that's prideful right there. Continuing to deal with people when you know it's not okay. That's prideful right there. What do you think you're about to accomplish? That's what God would say to me. What do you think you're about to accomplish by sitting right here, allow, acting like something's not bothering you, allowing somebody to continuously offend you? What you think you about to change them or something? And when I, y'all, when I explain how God talks to me, I really, I really say this because God really be having those moments with me where He be like, "What do you, what, what, what do you think you about to do?" What what did you hope to accomplish with that? <laughs> where where were you going with that? Huh? I need you to understand your logic. He knows why I do what I do, but he wants me to understand my logic. Why do you choose the, what is your intention behind everything? Because your intention will really show you your heart posture. And my intention behind continuously allowing somebody back in my life after they've wronged me, have not apologized, gaslighted me, and everything was because somehow, some way, I felt that I deserved it. Somehow, some way, I felt like if I didn't forgive them, I was selfish. I felt I, I thought too much of myself. I was prideful. I was big headed. I was cocky. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm humble. I'm humble, so that's not what I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to forgive and I'm going to let them back in my life because who am I to tell somebody they don't deserve to be in my life? Who am I to tell somebody that, you know, where they are is not good enough to be in my life? I would never tell nobody they're not good enough to be in my life. But what I will say is that where you are, where I am, it's just not, it's not cohesive. It's not serving either one of us. 
it's not healthy for either one of us, either one of our groups. Because when God does something, he does not do it for one party. It's actually a blessing of both. That's just how, that's just how good he is. When God does something, it's not just for the benefit of one. It's for the benefit of all. We're all connected. It's for the benefit of also if I'm telling you to step away from somebody, you don't know what you stepping away from them would do. I didn't. I'm going to give y'all a testimony. I had no idea that when God told a very close friend of mine for like 10 years, he told her to walk away from me. I never knew that that would be the best decision that was ever made in my life. It hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings for sure. I went through all of this stuff like, dang, you know, she must think I'm this and she must think I'm that. But I tell you, it worked for my good. I wouldn't even be, I I really don't think without that decision that I would be where I am. And it took God telling her to walk away from me, to back away, back away. Let me deal with her on my own, back away. If God does tell you to love people from the, let them, let them go. Let them go. It was the best decision that was ever made in my life. Ever, ever at that point, that's when I decided something got to change. I don't like this feeling. I don't, what is it? You know, I dealt with loneliness. I dealt, but that was something that I needed to go through. I dealt with anger. I dealt with all of those things. But in that, I felt like she took the training wheels off. She took the training wheels off and God was like, you have to ride by yourself. Learn how to ride it by yourself. Stop looking for somebody to lean on and to 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 cap to enable you to walk. Stop doing that. You need to stand on your own. It's some stuff you gotta learn about yourself. It's some things you gotta go through. You need to grow. Okay, this little girl stuff you got going on, and God, you know, He wouldn't say it like that, but you know, j- just showed me my immaturity. And at that point, I was like, I, I need to be okay by myself. I, I, it was the most, how do I explain this, God? It was the most hurtful but freeing thing. And I still think her to this day. It was the most hurtful but freeing thing that somebody ever did for me. And honestly, I can look back and say she did that because she loved me. God told her to do that because he loved me. He said, no more. No more. No more will you continue to be the way that you are. No more. No more will these toxic ways you have continue. No more. No more will you continue to operate out of a lie, an identity that's not yours. It's something got to get, if something got to change, God put a pressing on me right there. He put, he put a call on me right there. He gave me love right then and there. So you don't know in you and God telling you to walk away from somebody. You don't know what that would do for them. And I would never presume to know God's plans for somebody on the other side of that. But I do know that when God tells you to do that, do it. And don't let the enemy pervert you into thinking that, 
oh my, and especially if you have this feeling of responsibility for somebody, oh, it's definitely time for you to let it go. Because now you just started to be God. I let go. I let go of a couple relationships. And it was one relationship that I had with an ex. And I, oh my gosh, I would toss and turn about, oh, I was so concerned about him. Oh my God, God, what is... What what's gonna happen? Is he gonna be okay, God? He he needs me. He he. How is he gonna? You know, and I, he in some way, shape, or form, he felt the same way. What what am I gonna do without you? What I'm gonna and God said that it's definitely time to break it off, because now he's thinking that you you and he's thinking that you're me, and you think you me. You think some way somehow that you are what's. You know, you are what's holding this all together. You holding him up. That's that's what you think. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. And when we start to put ourselves in a position where we feel like we can't or we're doing people a disservice by walking away. No, you're doing you and them a disservice by continuing to act as if this toxic this toxicity that's going on is okay. Because sometimes people learn from absence more than they do from you saying the same stuff over and over and over again. People learn from absence. As, this is a reoccurring thing in the, in the Bible. As many times as God allowed them to be gone into captivity, it was times when God went completely silent. Silent. And that was the time when they was calling out to him. That was the time when they was ready to change because God went silent. When God goes silent on me, that's when I'm really sitting there like, God, what? Hold up. <laughs> Hang on. Where, where'd you go? What's going on? What do I got to do? How do I change? What? 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 What, what is it? <laughs> what is it? But. When God is sitting right there in my ear, pounding me the same stuff over and over, I, I don't want to hear that. I'm running away. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So God will allow, he said, I will allow you to your own devices. Do what you want to do. There you go. And when he do that, oh, we don't like that. We don't like that. What you mean do what I want to do, God? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, is it? what you mean do what I want to do? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I want to do the right thing now. Okay, what you talking about? <laughs> you leaving? What? What you talking about? <laughs> Where you going? <laughs> but I'm so serious. I'm so serious. This is a. This is a thing, and I'm not telling you to walk away, Skissy, and I'm not telling you to walk away as a as a manipulation device. Because some people, I'm telling you, because I used to do it too. I was one of those people who would uh, leave just to get some type of reaction out of somebody. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying when you when you got into your rope and you did your part to try to make the situation right, to correct it, and you did all the conflict resolution stops, and, and you know, it's just like, God, this ain't working. This ain't working, y'all. Let it go. Let it let go and let God. Let go and let God. Give some space. Give some time. Love him from the parking lot. 
God might bring it around later on after y'all had space and time. God may bring it around healthy. Then with the right heart posture, willing to make it work. But it, it, it's a it's a it's a mutual thing. You can't keep when we do stuff like that, we're holding it on our own and we start to feel things are one sided. Why am I the only one trying to make it work? Why am I the only one apologizing? Why am I the only one taking accountability? Why am I the only one, you know, willing to listen? Why am I the only one that's that's giving them the benefit of the doubt? Why am I the only one that's trusting them? Why am I the only one? That's not, that's not, that's not it. That's not something that God may have for you no more. You outgrow people. You outgrow situations. That's okay. Give it space. Give it some time. Yeah, God forbid, God forbid I ever get married. And I'm so happy that it's happening now. And I feel this. I'm so happy that God is allowing it to happen now because I'll be able to discern what God is sending me and what he not. I'll be able to discern, oh, hold up, you know, see the red flags. I'll be able to see that. So as I'm picking my partners and I'm discerning my friends, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm picking my, my life partner, my husband, and discerning my friends, I can be able to see what's healthy or what's not. I feel this thing. I could be able to see it. I can be able to, pick, you know, actually discern somebody who I can get through life with. Because this person, he not he can take accountability. He can apologize. This person, you know, I don't, I don't, if, if somebody walks away from you, if somebody walks away from you and, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to deal with you, um, <clears throat> They don't want to deal with you when you mess up and apologize. They hold it against you. They 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 degrading you, spreading lies about you. They do that ain't it. And you feel like, well, I gotta I gotta forgive them. I gotta you know. And of course, again, forgiveness is an all around thing. But I have to rebuild the relationship with them. I have to find some way. Some let that let them people go. Let them people go. If they come around and apologize to you, willing to reconcile, willing to make it right, fine. But let them people go. I just, when I find, well, not when I find, but when God brings me in close proximity of my partner and I have to discern, I'm so grateful that God is teaching me how to discern now with friends and family and stuff like that. So when I'm, when I can discern my husband, I can see the qualities of somebody who can go through life storms with me, my ups, my downs, my, my mistakes, because I will never be perfect. I don't want to be with somebody that the condition is of me being perfect. If the condition of you staying with me, respecting me, loving me is off of me being perfect, that I don't want it because I'm going to mess up. What are we going to do when I mess up? What are we going to do when I offend you? Are you, what you, you going to hold it against me? Are you going to be able to accept my apology and forgive me? 
Am I going to be able to forgive you? Are we going to be able to rebuild and keep going? Or are we going to continue to build offenses until it becomes a fence between us? And I'm, I have so many walls up against you that we're, we're just faking to be happy. We're just, we're just complacent. We're just, we're just content. We're not happy. We don't have joy. We're not growing together. We're not going through all of the tough things. We're not maturing together. We're not. And, and, and the best relationships are the relationships that have problems because every time they have problems, they grow, they learn each other more and they can authentically be themselves. I don't want to have to pretend to be perfect with nobody, but I, I, I also don't want you to pretend to be perfect with me. But in both of our perfections, I want us to get to know each other, have uncomfortable conversations and still love and grow. That's, that's the depth. That's the, that's the depth. That's the, mm, how do I say this word? That's the depth. That's the closeness. That's the, I can't even think of a word right now. That's the vulnerability that I want. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Being humble to one another, that's the fear of the Lord and that's the beginning of all wisdom. How can you pretend to know? How can you pretend to be right all the time? That connection between people and having relationships that you can give close proximity to people who you can be authentically you. There's no pride. People can be vulnerable. People can admit when they make mistakes. People can admit that, hey, I have my stuff. People can forgive. We can rebuild. Because I, you know, I love you and I care about this relationship just as much as you do. I want to be healthy. I want a healthy relationship. Those, those survive wisdom, forgiveness, endurance, faithfulness, perseverance, self-control, Those are the relationships that endure. And when when that's not happening, allow them people to fall off. The woman that I know would say, God is calling you higher. When he's exposed something to you and he's giving you the play, he already lets you know what to do. And if you keep going back like me, keep going back on the play because I'm like, God, I don't know if this is the right play because when I run this play, people don't like me. (laughs) When I run this play, people don't like me. They upset. They saying I'm prideful. God, I don't know. Maybe this not the play. And he like, no, that's the play. That's it right there. That's the next step. That's it right there. I need you to come, come on, come, come up out of that. It's people pleasing. God says you can't live to please God and please man. That's people pleasing. I need you to come on out of that. Mm-hmm. I need you to not care 
what they think about you or what they say about you. They done said some lies about Jesus too. I need you to not care because what I said about you is true. Now act like it. Act like it. Put some weight on it. Believe it. Lean on it. Step on it. Stand in it. What I said about you is true. What I'm telling you to do is the right thing to do. That was that was pride all over it. And also the false accusation of pride. It was it was it was a distortion of pride. See, in me being scared to be prideful, I was actually being prideful. Ain't that something? And me being scared to be prideful, you know, and not having an actual real understanding. God made me write down the definition of pride and accountability months ago. I still got it taped up in my wall, in my room months ago. I need you to understand the difference between these two. And the thing about it is that, you know, communication, I seen this video, communication is actually the the very epitome. It's a very integral part of learning how to deal with people and learning how to um, deal with this warfare. Because the enemy will play on ignorance. He's the he's the king of darkness. Darkness means ignorance. Wherever you are ignorant in. That is where the enemy has free roam, free range. He just roaming around. He roaming around. And what do we say? Wisdom is humility and in, in your willingness to learn more and your willingness to grow. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. But pride will have you thinking, you know, it all you don't need to grow no more. Not knowing that you have open doors. Because you really are ignorant. We're all ignorant. Nobody knows it all. Nobody. Nobody but God. But see, we think because we, we have a degree in, in one area, this world is limitless. God is infinite. He He knows all things. There's nothing he has not witnessed, know, or understood. There's nothing. So if you can get to the point of knowing as much as God, okay, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. But we're finite. We will never get to that point. So you should never get to a point where you don't want to grow. And you think you know what you're talking about. You would never, you should never want to get to a point where you don't want to grow. Because there's a back door somewhere where the enemy is operating. He doing his thing and you don't even know. You can't even tell. Where there's chaos, the enemy is. He's there. Where there's where there's chaos, that's where the change needs to happen. Where there's chaos, there's something for you to learn there. But if you feel like you're just, you know, managing and operating with the chaos, then all right, go ahead, Miss Settle. Miss Settle, Mr. and Mrs. Settle, go ahead. God don't put us here to, to settle. He put us here to grow, to thrive. I I had to come to terms with myself that I was just, you know how they say, a, just functioning. I was a functioning addict. <laughs> I was a functioning addict. I was a functioning, I was just functioning with this stress. I was 
functioning with this, with this um, toxicity. I was functioning with it. I didn't grow from it. I was like, why am I still dealing with this? Just getting irrit- irritated by it. I was going to say irritated. <laughs> irritated by it. Like, why am I still dealing with this? What, 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 how, what do I got to do, God, to get rid of this? He like humble yourself to know that. Um, he told me, he was like, I, y'all, I'm telling you, I was in the shower. He told me, he was like, are you done leaning on your own understanding? <laughs> are you done? Are you done trying to go about it your own way? Are you done? And this is when I made up. This is when I, I heard him, you know, God had seeped through my ignorance. Because I was wrapped up in this whirlwind of my ignorance. It was just so much going on. I was frustrated. I was anxious. I was, you know, I had the spirit of depression over me. I had the spirit of anxiety over me. I had all this going on. And I heard God say, let it go. And that was just like a little piece of, that was literally a piece of fresh air. And when I let in that piece, he said, are you done leaning on your own understanding? Are you done going about it your own way? Are you ready to allow to do what I told you to do? Are you ready to allow me to do it in my own way? Not the way you think I should do it or not the way you've been doing it. What, what? What has the way that you've been doing it? Where has that gotten you? And that was oh, good. that was a tough one because I was like, you know what? It's gotten me nowhere but the same place over and over and over and over again. And he's yeah, try it my way. Are you done? So yeah, I know time's wrapping up. I honestly did not think that I would go this long, but. As as I'm talking to you guys, I encourage you guys, even if this, if this message gets out, I'm talking to me. I'm talking to anybody who has, who God, who God puts on their heart, who, who, who God chooses to put this message on their heart. You deserve all good things. That does not mean that the people who you got to love from the parking lot. Don't deserve all good things. It may just mean right now, you and I aren't that good thing for each other. We're not that good thing for each other. That's okay. Put in the proper boundaries. Hey, if you have to put some type of proximity, it might not be all the way to parking lot, but if you have to put some type of proximity, hey, I can't deal with you in this way no more. Put in those proper boundaries. Do what you got to do to protect that. Not to protect, but to stay in alignment with the peace and the protection that God gives you. That's what I need to say. Do what you have to do to stay in the protection and the alignment of God. Stay in that, stay in that realm. Stay in that boundary. God gives us operational boundaries because we're all finite we're all human so there's only there's some boundaries that we're given as human beings hey you can't go outside of yourself and do this there's we have boundaries and every area that's around that boundary god makes up for he fights on our behalf he like you don't got to step into this realm 
The, the, the fight is not yours. You don't have to step into this realm. You don't have to keep climbing the gate. Getting outside of yourself and wondering why the enemy is kicking your butt. You wonder why you can't sleep anxious at night. You doing all of this. You got all these thoughts creeping up in your head. You, you doing all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. You done got outside of yourself. I'm debunking. Well, I'm not going to say. I, God is debunking every toxic thought, every toxic um, tradition, every toxic way of living, every toxic lie that we have accepted, every toxic relation. He's coming after all of it. All of it. Culture, society, norms. He's coming after all of it. If it ain't him, he's uprooting it. He's pulling it up. But if he's pulling it up and you keep putting it back in the dirt, he's uprooting it. He's taking it up. It cannot exist in the garden. A good tree does not produce bad fruit. And I keep asking God to make me into a, I want a good tree. He got to uproot the bad, the bad, the weeds. He, it's a garden. He has to pull as many times as they has referred to a God as a farmer. As a farmer in the Bible. Threshing floors. A shepherd. As, uh, um, <clears throat> A potter as many times he's 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 not gonna allow anything that's not of him to operate in in this in this garden he's not gonna do it but it requires your cooperation because he's gonna have to, what he, he's gonna keep pulling up pulling it up pulling it up pulling it up and you can stay in that cycle of pulling it up, putting it down, pulling it up, putting it down. You can stay in that cycle or you can allow God to do what he's trying to do. Surrender. And I'm throwing my hands up. I'm done. Okay, I'm done, baby. I'm done. With this part, I'm done. Now, it's some, still some stuff that I'm <laughs> I'm being honest. There's still some stuff that I'm learning to surrender on. So I won't sit right here and act pretentious and say, you know what, I'm done with everything. And I, I know, but this one I know about, I'm letting it go. And I also know about the things, the devices that I use to get away from it, still being delivered from it. But this one I'm done with. So y'all, I hope, I know I kind of went long. I hope that if y'all are still with me, God bless y'all. Um, I hope that it, it, this does help and this gives some clarity. I don't know if God is going to have me re-record this, but I think he is. But um, I hope this gives some clarity. I hope this is, encourages you just as much as it, as it encourages me. I hope this um, helps you in your walk with God. I hope, that, I hope this comes after your wig, child. I hope this comes for your throat. I hope this comes for 
your I hope this comes for your contentment. I hope this comes for every lie that the enemy has ever spoken over you. I hope this comes after every scale that's over your eyes. I hope this comes after every um every just settlement. Every spirit of settling. I hope this comes after that and just rips it up. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all. Bye.